Hey guys, Francis here. This episode was originally recorded before the world went a little crazy with COVID-19. Then we were quickly in lockdown and it just made no sense to put out an op shopping episode when all the shops were shut. However, we are slowly getting back to normal again, including our wonderful secondhand stores being open for business. And this episode is chock full of wonderful tips that I've even found really helpful myself. So I'm very excited that it's finally time to release this. Enjoy. News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. What is the point of a podcast if not abusing it so I can find out things that I simply want to know? So today, I'm doing exactly that. Many of you will already know I've set myself a challenge for all of 2020 to only buy clothes secondhand, nothing new. It was only supposed to be a bit of fun, but soon people were sending me questions and wanting to know more about whether I was managing to make it work. I admit, I've been partial to a bit of op shopping before, but it's a whole new level when you commit to only doing that. You soon find out fun tricks like what type of repairs you're actually capable of, how to snag a bargain at designer recycle stores, and that where your secondhand shop is located is one of the most important factors. So, let's bring in the professional to give us the inside word for those of us attempting hashtag Cooking the Looks 2020. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Trudy Bennett from Wardrobe Flair. Now, let's start with the true bargains. That's things like your Salvation Army or your Red Cross shops. Mm-hmm. How do you find a good item when you're looking in those charity stores? Well, first of all, what I quite like to do is quite often what I do is I teach people to shop in these stores by, first of all, being drawn to the colours that suit you. So if you haven't had your colours done, because it can be quite overwhelming, Mm -hmm. right? You walk in there and you think, whoa, this is a lot of stuff. It's quite often crammed in, Mm -hmm. not all of them colour code. Mm-hmm. So you walk in and there's this abundance of clothing and you don't know. And that's actually what puts a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Go in and be drawn to the colours that you mm-hmm. like or suit you. Then it's about looking at the fabric. Okay, so just be tactile. Touch it. You know, good quality clothing has really great fabric. Mm-hmm. So if it feels all scratchy and a bit stiff, it probably is. But when you feel something, you instantly can tell whether it's a really good fabric. That's interesting. What about things like um, stitching and things? Because one of my favorite things about secondhand shopping is usually the things that have survived long enough to be secondhand is it's not your fast fashion going to fall apart in three washes. No, correct. But every now and then they slip through. So how do you test things like stitching or, or looking at the quality? I mean, I think you just have to be really meticulous about looking at it. I mean, it's really good to shop with other people mm-hmm. because quite often they can spot it, mm-hmm. um, which is why when I take clients, I have a rule that everything does have to be immaculate because while I love pre-loved, mm-hmm. I don't want people to look pre-loved, if you know what yes. I mean. And so that's sort of my mantra. So while they're, uh, let's say they've put something on and they're loving it and I'm looking at all over, looking at stitches, looking if there's stains, if there's a tear, if there's hems are down, all that sort of thing. So that's why it's really handy to do it with someone else Mm -hmm. Um, and that's sort of how I test it. But yourself, obviously, you just look for the main things Mm -hmm. and have a look at yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Too many people, when they go into changing rooms, stand there, 
look at the, is my bum big in this? Is this this? Is this? And quite often, again, I'm always saying to people, look up, look up, look at the mirror. And they don't really do that very often. So you actually just have to look in the mirror and see whether you can spot those things. I like what you say about people can dress pre-loved but not look pre-loved because I would say, um, I mean, for those watching the video right now, the dress I'm in is pre-loved. And you are also fully right. Yes, I am fully in pre-love. And I would not have thought that that was a secondhand outfit when I saw it. You're looking dazzling. Thank you. Um, I have some general rules for myself is I don't get anything with a stain because usually stains... Are stains. Uh, yeah, they're not going to come out. <laughs> exactly. Probably got donated for that. I usually do like the scratch test. Ah. So like if I look at something and I think, is that dirt or stain? That's the first thing to do is decipher. Is it yeah. dirt or stain? Now, I would say probably 90% of people do wash clothing before they give it away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, another misconception is... These places are full of really dirty, old, smelly clothes, and it's just mm-hmm. not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And so if you come across something and you think, is this a stain or dirt, try and decipher that first. If you can scratch it, it's a bit gross. Yes, it's a bit gross. But think, okay, well, I can wash that out. But if it's a stain, exactly what you're saying, it's a stain, and it's probably been washed multiple times, and it's it's there. It's staying. Yeah. What about men's? Because I have sometimes – my general rule with mending is I – can do the basics on a sewing machine, but it is real basic. I am not I can't do tailoring anything. anything. <laughs> I cannot. I, I am a personal stylist and I cannot sew a button on. Well, there we go. So That's much of my shame. What sort of things, like uh, uh, little men's, could they be done? Or if it's the wrong size, I mean, would you ever get into any no, of that? No, I wouldn't, personally. Yeah. Um, I believe there's an abundance of clothing mm. that you can choose where you can find something that is better for you. I think mm. you're putting a barrier up by having to go down that road of having to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, this is supposed to be fun. It's, it's, there's so many reasons, and I'm not sure if we're going to get into all the reasons as to why, but I'd love to. Uh, pre-loved is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. But for me, that is a barrier. And if people think they're going to have to sew that on, get that up, try and get rid of that stain, um, mend that stitch, it's, I'd, I'd, I'd rather say let that go and find something else. That's personally what I, yeah. Totally. I mean, what you say about there being an abundance of clothes, there is. There, yes. Spoiled for choice. What Absolutely. I think the stat is one out of every five bits of clothes that is donated, only one is resold. The rest hang around and hang around and hang around and eventually get sent to landfill. Yeah. So you said you have a spiel on why pre-loved is so great. Help me with it. Okay. So there's like four reasons I love pre-loved. The first is the environment. I mean, mm. those that clothing should not be going to a landfill. It's, mm. It is just choking our planet. Um, people's wardrobes are stuffed full, right? And so when you think about that and you think about the masses of clothing going into that, it's just such a shame. So first and foremost is trying to save the environment a bit. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's about cost. It's great. It's great on your wallet. Mm. Uh, it's great on so many reasons for cost because I encourage people to be a bit more adventurous because things are cheaper. Mm. Try new colours. Try new styles. Be a bit more adventurous. You're not paying $80 on something. You're paying $8. Mm. You know, so it's great for your wallet. And certainly when you're shopping in the pre-loved stores, the um, you know, Vinnie's and the, uh, the other ones that are charities – you're helping someone else's wallet too. Mm. So that's another really, really cool reason. Third reason, originality. You know, does everyone want to have that glass and stop? Well, you know, that's cool if you do, but a lot of people don't want to be going anywhere where someone spots exactly where, where they've bought it from. So originality mm. is a really, really cool thing. 
And lastly, it's a, it's a bit sort of, it's, well, I wouldn't call it weird, but I like it. I like the history of clothing. That's the fourth thing. I do love, certainly with evening wear, pre-loved is just, you know, there's a history there. Someone else has worn it to something, to another party. It's, it's, it's gone on. I see it as a sort of a living thing where it's had this life of, of going to all these different events. And so I just, I just love that factor of it too. Yeah, it's so interesting what you say there, especially on um, the trying new colours and trying new things. Mm-hmm. I have found, yeah, when it's 10 bucks, why not? Exactly. I always thought that yellow washed me out. I'm a very pale girl, as um, some people have commented on my Instagram to let me know. Cheers. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much. Um, but I always thought I couldn't wear yellow, and I tried it, and it's now one of my new favourite colours to yep. wear. Because it gives the illusion that I have something of a tan. I thought it did the opposite. And I know that's vain. And I know that's silly. No, not at all. We're, we're all nice. just trying to do the best with what we have. And yeah. you know what? It's all about confidence. This mm. is what, you know, my business is about confidence. And and if you can gain that in wearing a colour that you feel good in, that's that's a win. You know, yeah. so that is exactly the point. If you're a bit on the edge, it could be a style that you're not used to. It could be a pattern. Lots of people are a bit weirded out by patterns. Um, you know, you can give it a go when it's ten bucks, eight bucks. You can think, yeah, you know, cool. I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. Yeah. On that note, designer recycle. Which, when you think of that, and yes, some designer recycle can be very expensive. You're still getting it for less than the original, mm-hmm. but it's my version of expensive. That's yes. for sure. Yes. Um, but you can still get a bargain, can't you? How yes. does that work? Well, uh, again, you you have to know a little bit more about um, the world of labels if mm-hmm. you're going to go down that road. So, you know, you've got all your different ranges of pre-loved. You've got your, your you know, your Salvation Armies, your Red Cross, your Vinnies. You've got your Save Marts. They're all sort of in the same price bracket. Then you've go up to, um, you've got your Vintage, like Painted Bird in, in Milford, fantastic store. Uh, and then you've got your um, pre-loved, which is more of the designer stuff. And there's obviously heaps of those. You really need to know what you're doing to go into those things, right? So if you're looking for your everyday cost stuff, obviously you go into that first range. If you're wanting designer, you do need to know what designers are. I mean, you do have phones as well. So when you're in there, you look a label up, you don't, you've never heard of it, Google it, Mm. okay? Because there's a lot of international stuff as well. So it doesn't always have to be about New Zealand designers, but I love them clearly, and that would be awesome. But there is international stuff obviously coming through with designer stuff. So Mm. Uh, you'd need to know that what you're paying and sort of have a rough idea whether it is actually a good good deal. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that would be my advice. And as well, a lot of the stores themselves, they like to keep things moving, don't they? So, yes. I mean, Designer Recycle, I almost always beeline straight for the last chance rack. Yep. How does all that work? Well, again, it's it's because it's it's sold on behalf mm. that there is, has to be a time limit. You can't have the same stuff in the store. With pre-loved shopping, little and often is really the best way to do it because it turns over really quickly, okay? so And people want to go in and they want to see fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's the key for them, for the shop owners, is they need to move that through. So if it's not been moved on, they've got to move it down that channel, that process, to get it actually either sold or given back mm-hmm. to the person that they're selling on behalf of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's really great. The other thing as well, I think anyone who has been secondhand shopping might have twigged to this. This is something I worked out relatively quickly is it's not just which store. It's not just like I like the Salvation Army or I like Recycle Boutique. It's where, right? Location has a lot to do with it. Yep. 
So location does have a lot to do with it. And 10 years ago, um, these stores were very much dictated by the area with which they they were in as to mm. what they were given. Um, mm. To some extent, it is still a little like that, but mm. quite a lot of the others, um, like the Save Marts and I know the Red Cross, they actually now distribute. So they'll actually mm. take some that haven't been more, you know haven't been bought and they'll move them to another store, which I think is brilliant because again, it's giving that that piece of clothing another life. Even if someone in that area didn't want it, maybe someone in this area will. So mm. it's it's still a rule of thumb that if you go into a nice area. Mm. and you go to a pre-loved store or an op shop there, chances are you're going to find some nice labels, some nice stuff. Mm. But a lot nowadays, like I say, it's not totally about that. They can have shipped it in from from other areas. I mean, one Mm. of the best places I um, found most of my designers was Save Mart Wanganui. And I was like, okay, this is just like it was all the most amazing Auckland designers. And I was like, so great. Random. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, this is a big thing is I – my personal strategy has always been in somewhere like Auckland where there is a lot of competition, I target the fancy suburbs, you know, I'll hit up Ponsonby or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And I would say, you know, Carrie McIver, uh, love her, donated a bunch of stuff recently to her local hospice. And so that's another great thing. You're literally getting Carrie McIver's sparkly um, cast-offs. I've got an even better story than that. When I used to live in London, and this is where my op shopping began in London, it was absolutely incredible. I went into an op shop that I used to go into all the time, and I was told that Madonna had just (gasps) dropped off her latest stuff. Oh, I love Carrie, but Madonna is... Much fancier. What can I say? And I would just keep going through all the clothing going, is this Madonna's? Is this Madonna's? I was looking, looking for, for a cone, cone bra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, this is it. I know yeah, it. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. I'm going to tell everyone it is, even if it isn't. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Yep. You get that. You know, you don't know who's dropping stuff off. You really don't. Yeah. yeah so it's worth it's worth having an explore. That's yeah. for sure. But, you know, outside of places like Auckland and outside of those fancy suburbs like Ponsonby or whatever – the next one is hitting the regions, and I love going to those um, smaller towns. And I, I don't know if like farmers' wives are just like really fashionable. Yes, they are. But I find I some. Can, I can confirm stuff. that. There we go. And and also they don't get worn a lot. <laughs> So actually, they may purchase something, and being women, you know, we we like it, we don't like it, uh, we gain weight, we lose weight, all the different reasons why it may have been worn once, twice, off it goes to the. But but that is it, you know, the 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 practicality of what they need for day to day isn't usually labels or fancy clothing. So they have some lovely stuff, and when they don't want it anymore, exactly where you'll find it. Yeah, and there is um, particularly with the charity stores, right? You might need to do, while you might not be getting a stain or you might not be getting a mend, there might be some alterations, maybe some dry cleaning, right? So mm-hmm. even if you see a $10 amazing dress, mm-hmm. should you be thinking of any other costs to factor in? Smell it. <laughs> really? I mean, this is all this is all the stuff that – this is just high-end stuff that I'm teaching here, but that is the reality. <laughs> That you, if you can smell anything on it, whether it's, you know, you could smell old cigarette smoke or mm. old perfume or anything like that, yes, you should potentially, well, you know, first of all, you'd look at something and see whether it could be washed. Mm. Um, and if it says dry clean only, then yeah, head to the dry cleaning and, and get that sorted. And again, I always say to people because of the pre-loved and the smell thing, mm-hmm. once it's been through the wash, let's say, you know, an average piece mm. of your 
your washing machine, it just smells like you after that. So don't worry about that, you know. Exactly. Just chuck it in the wash or get it dry cleaned. Yeah, yeah. I must say, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but my husband's grandmother once sent him um, a brand new hoodie, actually, um, but she is a heavy smoker of her generation. And we literally opened the package... <gasps> And it was like you just was hit with the smell of cigarette smoke. So sometimes that can happen brand new too. Absolutely can. <laughs> Bless her. Oh, dear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming You're in. You're very welcome. That's Trudy Bennett from Wardrobe Flare. Now, if you have any questions about, well, I guess if you have questions about op shopping, then certainly come and talk to me about it online. But anything to do with money, property, whatever else. You can find me, Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ. Send me your questions. Let's get it answered on a future podcast episode. You can also subscribe to Cooking the Books. We're pretty much everywhere, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you're already listening somewhere like Apple Podcasts and you enjoyed this episode, then do chuck us a nice review. It helps other people find us. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB. From the host of Cooking the Books podcast, Tales from a Financial Hot Mess by Francis Cook, the realist guide to money and how to have more of it. In the book, Francis goes through how she changed her financial mindset from wasteful spending and living payday to payday to managing savings and the journey into investing. Combining the knowledge from her experience and over 150 podcast episodes, Francis Cook's new book makes money work for you and shows you how saving is fun. Tales from a Financial Hot Mess, the realist guide to money and how to have more of it by Francis Cook. Find it in all good book retailers.